Oh, postpartum. That blurry, blissful time after you have your baby. But what's it really like? What can you expect? How does it really feel to bring a new baby home? Hey, I'm Chelsea, and here on the Postpartum Project, I get to talk to real moms about their postpartum experiences, because I believe that sharing our stories can help other moms feel seen and less alone. Yep, it's messy, but it's also pretty magical. Welcome to the Postpartum Project. I am so excited because today I'm talking to one of my very oldest friends. We have been friends since we were three years old in preschool. Today I'm talking to my friend Andrea. She's a mom of two, and I'm so excited to hear your story today. Welcome, Andrea. Hi, well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on with you. You're so welcome. So first, just tell us about yourself and your family. Who's in your family and what do y'all like to do? Yeah. Um, so like you mentioned, I have known you since forever. So it's been awesome that you've kind of seen my family grow and evolve over the years. Um, I actually have known my husband since middle school. Um, he didn't know that I had a huge crush on him at the time, but I win in the end. So um, <laughs> we actually really connected in college and started hanging out. That's when we started dating. Um, our family currently consists of my son, who is going to be six in May. His name is Levi. And then my daughter, who is four, um, she, her name, sorry, is Eleanor. Um, and so we are just so excited for those two. And then we are actually expecting our third in October. Um, but if the third is anything like the first two, it'll be a couple of weeks early. So we'll see. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Like I, you have no idea how excited I am containing that within myself my excitement and joy for you was very difficult during that introduction everyone needs to know that I was on the other end just so pumped yeah I mean I wanted to do this with you for so long and was like wait we gotta wait because I think I'm pregnant and then find out we're pregnant I was like uh we have to reschedule sorry and then I didn't tell you why and I felt so guilty about it for like a month so that's why I was like hey Chelsea just so you know this is why <laughs> and so I was so so excited to tell you because I definitely wanted to share that with you especially given the podcast that you have so. yes yeah and my absolute obsession with postpartum <laughs> I love it so first, I want you to just tell us about your journey toward your first pregnancy, what that looked like, and how that felt for you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my husband and I were actually still dating at the time when I first got pregnant with my first pregnancy. <laughs> um, I was, I think, I don't even know that I was 21 yet, and I was living in an apartment with a roommate, and um I found out I was pregnant and I freaked out. I didn't know what to do. I called um, my doctor's office and was like, what does it look like? I don't know that I can have this baby. And I was freaking out, called a couple of friends, just terrified. Um, and eventually I was like, okay, this is good. This is exciting. And I told Josh at the time, and he, I remember the night that I told him, he just sat there and stared at me and like didn't talk to me at all. Um, and then the next day he called me and he's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. I was just like trying to process it. And so it was really exciting, but also terrifying because we weren't engaged or anything at that point. And so he went and talked to my parents, asked if we could get married. And so when we announced it to our parents, it was like, instead of the, hey, we're engaged, it was, hey, we're having a baby. <laughs> And it was a shock to our parents as well. Um, and so we found out really early and we shared it really early with our parents and with 
they ended up sharing it with everybody else. And we got engaged and we were planning to get married that summer. And so we found out we were pregnant with our first in like April of that year, um, 2012. And so oh, that means I was 21. So. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually 22. Um, anyway, so we found out we were pregnant in April. Um, and decided we needed to get married that summer. And so we were putting together our wedding. A bunch of family knew we were getting married because we were pregnant. Um, and then it was, I think, May. We went in for like the eight-week checkup, the very first appointment. Um, and I went into the doctor and went to like pee in the cup and there was blood. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. What's going on? And so I went to my appointment. My mom was actually with me. And we remember Josh was with me as well. And the doctors checked and they're like, oh, you're going to have a miscarriage. Um, and I was just like, okay, I went through the whole like stressed out. What am I going to do? I'm not old enough. I'm not married. What am I doing to actually being excited, sharing it with everybody and then finding out him having a miscarriage and just devastated because like it was just a roller coaster of emotions in that whole period of time on top of hormones being a little bit crazy. Um, so I was eight weeks pregnant, had a miscarriage and I remember leaving the doctor's office, like just totally upset and just devastated by that situation because I finally come to terms with it and I was finally excited and um, I don't remember much from leaving that appointment but it was the doctor saying hey would you like to have a doctor's note so you don't have to go to work for the next couple of days it's just gonna be like a really bad period but it'll be fine um, and I went home and I don't know if I said yes or no I think I might have had to call because I was like no I'll be fine I can handle the pain whatever um, and <laughs> Ended up having call him back later and be like, actually, can you send me that doctor's note, please? I need that. Um, and I just stayed in my room and cried for like four days mm. and just stayed. I don't think my roommate even knew what was going on. Um, I felt like nobody cared or no one understood. Um, I don't know that I talked to anyone. I know it was raining a ton that week and I was just like, God is upset with me. And just, I was, it was a really weird, like the weather was off and I was just so upset and so just brokenhearted by that situation and it was way worse than just having a period like <laughs> and it was like it's scary too because I'm like what if I see something like what if I see my baby you know and it was just heartbreaking and I honestly didn't feel supported at all during that like I knew Josh was there but he wasn't with me physically and I like I knew my mom knew what was going on but she wasn't there with me physically I was just by myself in my apartment for days um and I actually recently shared that story with my parents actually this last weekend at Easter and that was the first time my dad actually knew what was going on. He had no understanding, no idea that I had gone through that painful situation by myself. And he was so upset to hear that I had gone through that alone and that he didn't know. And he wasn't there to support me through that because he didn't know. And it was just one of those things that I didn't know I had to share it with people. I didn't know what to expect. It wasn't really told to me what to expect. And I just had to kind of deal with it as I, as I could. Um, and honestly, I wish I had had someone to just be like, Hey, this is going to be really hard. And you're going to want to probably talk to someone about it eventually. Mm. Um, just to know that someone cared or someone knew. So we had the miscarriage. Like I said, I was home for about a week and then like life carried on and the people that didn't know, like coworkers, they never knew what had happened. And then it was like planning the wedding and family members that had found out were asking, Oh, how's the baby and stuff. And it was like, having to go through every single time and explain, oh, we lost the baby because we had announced it so early um, that that actually caused a lot of like, like residual pain throughout like conversations where just family members and friends would ask, 
And I'd have to re go through that situation again, just being like, Hey, sorry, actually, no, we lost the baby. Please don't bring it up again. Mm. Um, and that was just really hard to go through. And like that year in itself was just a lot of ups and downs, a lot of emotions and adding pregnancy and miscarriage in that <laughs> summer was also just, it was rough, but, yeah. um, I am grateful for my husband and let we followed through on that. When we got married, it was something like we had wanted to do anyway. And so it was, it ended well, I guess, well enough. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely stressful and emotional and definitely didn't feel hurt <laughs> during that whole experience, to be completely honest. I felt like the doctors lied to me at some point. Like I was mad at them for not really explaining what was going to happen and the emotional toll it was going to take. And like, yeah, I mean, it was so early on. And I think I talked to my cousin, Andrea, at that at one point, and she's like, honestly, I had a miscarriage too. And like, that was when I started to feel better about it. And like to be told by multiple different family members, multiple cousins, like, hey, I actually had a miscarriage my first time I was pregnant too, like really helped me like understand that like, oh, this isn't like a weird, my body's not broken. I'm not broken. This happens fairly frequently, especially with first time pregnancies. Um, that I started to feel some kind of like relief moving forward was once I started kind of talking with other women who had similar experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, super hard. (laughs) So then you guys got married Mm -hmm. and talk to me about moving forward with that pain that really never leaves you. Mm-hmm. And moving into your second pregnancy with your son, Levi, how, mm-hmm. talk to me about that journey to pregnancy and your pregnancy with him. Yeah. Um, so I was actually still in college <laughs> and Josh and I had talked about it. We're like, yeah, we should wait until we're, how old was, oh, Josh wanted to be 25. Yeah. No, I think he wanted to be at least 25, 26 years old before we had kids. I was like, yeah, that sounds great, whatever. Um, But I was at that point, like I had baby fever. I was almost done with college. I would think I was like in my last year of college and we had been married for three years at that point. And just kind of, I was just kind of ready for it. Um, He was not, (laughs) Uh, he kind of wanted to wait a little bit longer. He wanted me to finish school. And so I kind of misunderstood that a little bit. And so we ended up getting pregnant in, September, I believe, of 2014. So my son was due June of 2015. Um, and when we found out we were pregnant with him, we were really excited. My husband was like, I wanted to wait until you were actually like graduated before we got pregnant. He was coming after I was done with school, but it was like right after. Um, so, <laughs> so we found out that we were expecting. And so given our previous experience with getting pregnant, and announcing it within the first eight weeks, um, we were very hesitant about announcing it. And so we found out, and I think we waited until after our 12 week appointment, I believe is when um, we finally announced it to family. And we had decided we got like just plain dollar mugs from the Dollar Tree and I wrote on it like the best parents get, or the best dad gets promoted to grandpa or whatever for all of the different grandparents. and. Um, we invited them all over for dinner and then we went, like we went out to dinner and then we came back to our house at the time and 
um, we're like, hey, do you guys want a hot beverage or anything? And they're like, I guess so. And we gave him the mugs and that's how we announced that we we're pregnant with him. But we had waited for a really long time before we announced that pregnancy. Um, because like once you hit 12 weeks is usually when the miscarriage rate decreases. I mean, there's still a possibility, but it drops pretty significantly at 12 weeks. And so that's why we had waited so long to announce with Levi. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that pregnancy went pretty well until the very end. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, I remember that like winter season, early January, I got a really bad head cold and it just would not go away. And I was coughing and congested for months <laughs> because I couldn't take any, any medications to get rid of it. And so it just kind of lingered and I was congested and I was coughing to the point where I bruised my ribs mm. um, because I was nine months pregnant, right? With my son, couldn't breathe, couldn't smell anything, just didn't feel good. Um, and I had just finished college. So I had to finish all my thesis stuff and all the stress of finishing college um, in the last month. So in May, all of this stuff was coming together at once, finishing in school. Um, at around the same time, my husband's boss had passed away. Um, and I was fairly close with him as well. He was like the one person I'd hang out with at like company gatherings and things. And so to go to a funeral while nine months pregnant um, in the middle of a really hot month, first time pregnant, I was having preeclampsia symptoms. And uh, so I, I, it was just kind of everything fell at once. And I ended up um, going to the hospital or I had like a regular checkup appointment and my heart rate was too high. And I had the proteins that indicated the preeclampsia. And so they did a couple of tests and I was like, oh, it's okay, we'll go home. I was also mad at my husband, which is also why my heart rate was elevated because <laughs> he was supposed to be at that appointment and he wasn't, I was mad at him. Um, <laughs> like, you should tell the doctors that that might be why. And I was like, meh, it's fine, it's fine. Um, so they did a bunch of tests and we got a call that night saying, hey, you need to come in on Monday and you're having your baby. And I was like, wait, hold up, what? Like we were still three weeks before his due date and um uh or like three and a half weeks before his due date and so we went in on that monday um and they decided at the hospital i didn't have enough preeclampsia symptoms at that point that they sent me home the next day was my husband's boss's funeral it was hot and sweaty i couldn't breathe because i was still sick and so i couldn't tell if my water broke or not oh gosh <laughs> because i was just like i don't know what's happening and so and um so I like went to work the next day and called the doctors and was like, Hey, I don't know if my water broke. They're like, get to a hospital right now. And I was like, Oh, sorry, my bad. And so we went to the hospital Josh met me there and, um, I get there and my preeclampsia symptoms were again, elevated enough that they were worried about it. And so they started inducing labor and everything else. And so that was that Wednesday and my water did not break actually. Fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> it was just, it was really hot. Um, and I was pregnant. It just didn't feel good. So um, we're in the hospital waiting. They're doing, trying to induce for like two days. Mm. They were trying and nothing was working. Like we finally hit a point where they were like, um, do you just want to go home and wait? And I was like, at this point, I'm not leaving without my baby in my arms. Like <laughs> give me my child. Um, and so finally my water did break again. I couldn't smell. So I didn't know. I just thought I was having a, like, I just couldn't stop peeing. My husband was like, no baby, you're fine. I was like, I can't stop like sobbing. Um, and so like I, so we ended up having Levi, I had wanted to do it naturally, but because I was being induced and just, it was many days worth of waiting and trying to get something to happen. I was so exhausted at that point, um, ended up having to get an epidural and 
Um, it took a while. I believe he was born maybe on like Friday or Saturday. I honestly don't remember all of the days blend together. Mm-hmm. Women that can remember the exact time and date. I'm just like, I'm sorry. I know his birthday, but I don't remember time or anything else. But um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a very stressful day for me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I believe he was born in the morning. And yeah, he ended up being three weeks early. I mean, he was healthy. They weren't worried about it. He didn't have to stay in the NICU or anything, which I'm really grateful for. Um, and yeah, he was able to come home and we didn't like the second he was born, I was able to take medication and it immediately able to breathe again. Oh my gosh, you poor thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, right. So I'm like being induced, can't breathe, had head cold and everything else. And so I had to go through and they had to do a couple of tests because I was sick, make sure he didn't get sick with whatever. And, but I mean, everything turned out really well in the end. He's healthy and, um, He's a little bit on the smaller side of things, but I mean, he's, he's three weeks early and I mean, he's still strong and growing and healthy and that's all that really matters. Yeah, right? yeah. definitely. Um, yeah. So then when you went home um, and mm. then beyond, what was postpartum like with your son starting from those early days and then moving through that first year? Um, I remember... This was six years ago. Yes. So I apologize. It's a little bit foggy. Um, (laughs) I remember that like it was my first pregnancy. And so we hadn't started preparing his room or anything because I was still in school. We had planned on me graduating, having a couple of weeks and then him being born. He was born the same week I graduated. So um, (laughs) like trying to put things together still like brought him home and still had to put things together in his house, in his his house, in our house, his room. (laughs) Uh, And like getting everything organized and put together was kind of stressful. Um, Because I mean, you're never really ready when the baby comes, but to have to do it all in such a tight, already very stressful and emotional situation to begin with was a little bit... um, overwhelming. I'm really grateful. My mom did come and help with that um, before he was born. And I'm really grateful for her assistance and that. And she was there the whole time. I mean, not in the actual room we were delivering in, but she was there in the hospital helping out beforehand and after and everything else. And I'm just really grateful for our family that was there supportive. Um, But like once we got home, I think Josh had a week off from work and that was it. And so he was home for a week and then he had to go to work. And so it was just me and Levi all day every day for I think it was two months that I had um and I mean I remember like just like rocking in the living room trying to get him to fall asleep and just obsessed with him I didn't want to put him down ever I mean I I did because I was also wanted to sleep myself but like just obsessed just in love with him and just wanting to like hold him all the time there's pictures galore of me just like taking a nap with him on the couch or taking selfies with him on the couch you know I pretty much lived on the couch for those two months. And then um, he didn't like a bassinet at all. So we had a swing that we would put him in in order to get him to sleep, not in our arms. Um, But we also were really, in my opinion, good about getting him in like a crib to sleep on his own pretty early as well. And so like, it was, it was stressful. I, like I said, I remember just standing in the living room, holding him, rocking him, trying to get him to calm down and singing Beatles songs to him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I still sing those songs and he's like, mom, you used to sing that to me as a baby, huh? I was like, yes, yes, I did. I'm so glad you remember. (laughs) Um, And so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I really remember. And then hitting a point where I was just so emotionally and physically just drained and exhausted 
where I was in his room, he's in his crib crying and I'm sitting in the corner like sobbing and Josh walks in, he's like, go to bed, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. And just hitting that point where I'm like, I feel like I'm failing my baby. I'm right here trying to help him, but I feel like I can't do what he's asking for at that point. And just those first two months were really hard. Um, like I said, I'm grateful for my family. My parents and my in-laws are super supportive and able to just kind of help us. Like my father-in-law would always like, anytime we'd go over, he's like, do you want to go take a nap? There's a room. You can just go lay down and take a nap. We'll watch the baby. It's fine. I was like, thank you. But I can't, I just, I can't let him go. I'm sorry. Um, but I mean, I knew I had those people in my life that I, if I needed to or wanted to reach out to them, I could. Um, and then also I, I'm really grateful for friends like you that I was able to like get together with at that time too. And just be like, Hey, I need to get coffee. Do you want to come with me and just sit there? And I remember we went to the coffee shop and you at that point didn't have any kids of your own. And we just kind of sat there and I had him in a stroller and I was like, I miss having adult conversations <laughs> and just having the support of just a couple of people every now and again to reach out to and be like, I just need some adult interaction, please. Um, was super powerful for me to get through that period of time before having to go back to work. Um, and I am also super, super, super grateful for my job at that point in time because I was working in childcare and our building, our school had just opened up to infants. Mm -hmm. So I kind of got a, a deal with our school director that I could bring Levi to school a couple of days a week and he could be at the school with me and I could check in on him and work in that classroom. And then the other couple of days, my aunt would watch him for me. And that was probably the best way to transition into going back to work and having my newborn child because I would have actually be able to go and see him fairly frequently throughout the day. I mean, he slept a ton, which was helpful, <laughs> but like I could see him, which was a relief. So yeah, that was definitely helpful for that period of time, that transition into being a working mom again. Yeah. I remember going to Starbucks with you and totally having major baby fever because we were trying to get pregnant at that time too. Mm -hmm. And Levi was just looked like a doll. He was the cutest. Like, I don't want to say he's the cutest baby because I have two babies of my own, but like seriously, one of the cutest babies I've ever seen in my whole life. Like, oh my gosh. That yeah. kid gave me baby fever so bad. You're like, I blame you. <laughs> I blame you. No, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. but, We're blessed for Georgia. That's fine. Yes, yes, we are blessed with Georgia and Addie. Mm -hmm. um, but I am curious to know, I, of course, because I know you and we're friends, I do know that you got pregnant pretty quickly into that first year, more or less. I guess yes. it's relative. <laughs> Talk to me about your journey to pregnancy and your pregnancy with Ellie, your second, and yeah. what that felt like. Yeah, <laughs> it was within the first year. I distinctly remember when Georgia got to nine months old and you're like, hey, Andrea, I'm not pregnant yet. And I was like, Thanks a lot for that, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> so kind. Such a good friend. I mean, that's it's fine. I'm not upset about it. It just made me laugh. <laughs> Legitimately, because you're not the only person that has told that to me. <laughs> so yes. I was so, scared. <laughs> we found out we were pregnant with Ellie when Levi was nine months old. So it was um, I guess it was like I think I actually realized we were pregnant in April, but I think we got pregnant in March. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but Josh was just like, um, have you had your period yet? And I was like, no, it's fine. It'll be in like next week. And um, I had actually just read an article that a woman found out she was pregnant because her Fitbit showed her heart rate was elevated. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my Fitbit is a little bit off this week. What's going on? <laughs> And that's kind of how I realized that I was probably pregnant. And so went home and like on my way home, like I said, Josh had just like randomly asked like, Hey, has, have you had your period yet? And I was just like, Oh no, it's fine. And then like the next day I was driving home from work and I could smell cigarettes on the highway. And there was a car that was like three cars up ahead and two cars over that someone was smoking and I could smell it in my car and it was making me sick. Oh, no. Told my husband that when I got home, and he's like, oh, you're definitely pregnant. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I think I am. And so I took the test, come to find out we're pregnant. And I was just like, oh, joy. Wait, this isn't supposed to happen. My son isn't even a year old yet. I haven't even fully recovered from having my first child, and you're telling me I'm pregnant with my second child? Um, so that was definitely a shock. Um, excited and also terrified because we were barely like we were making ends meet things were fine um with him but like we were not prepared or ready for another kid our house I'm sure you remember it was tiny um we could like our living room was just the two couches like the tv stand and then all of Levi's rockers and toys and things and that was like the only place that we could like hang out in because that was the only room big enough that we could like see each other (laughs) Like the house was just tiny. And then we have our giant dog who takes up all of the space. And so we just like, we weren't ready in our home. And like just our life plan was we were going to wait three to four years between kids. So to find out we were pregnant with Eleanor at nine months after my, my brother, my son, wow, my son was born. (laughs) That was weird. (laughs) Um, nine months after Levi was born, finding out we're pregnant with Ellie was like a huge shock. Um, and now I'm super grateful for the closeness and age that they have. Um, but at the time it caused a lot of stress and my husband and I were like, how are we going to make this work? I was also in the middle, like I was at current at that time, I was at temp at the company where my mom worked. Um, and my contract was ending that month, the month Mm -hmm. that I found out. So I had like two weeks that I was working as a temp before I got let go for the summer and was just like, what are we going to do? And so I lost, I lost that position and started looking for a job all summer. And I was like, how do I tell an employee, a potential employer that I'm pregnant? I'm not quite pregnant enough to like show or to announce it or anything, but how do I go through this process of trying to find a new job without telling them I'm pregnant to get the job, to tell them that, hey, in like two months, I'm gonna have to take two months off because I'm pregnant, you know? And so that was causing a lot of stress. Um, That summer, I got to spend a lot of time with Levi. Um, That was another pregnancy. We waited until about 12 weeks to actually announce it to family again, um, just because of the, that miscarriage just carried on and just, it was that fear of saying anything and then losing the pregnancy and just that was that's always a consistent fear for me to be completely honest and so we waited until after Levi's birthday after he turned one to announce it to like pretty much anyone that he we were expecting again um and so yeah we just kind of went through that journey and just made it work and I had gotten a couple of job offers sort of um, before the company that I had tempt with called me and was like, Hey, we have a position. Do you want it? And I was like, yes, I do want it. <laughs> and so like, I had already known those people. I had been working with them for the last 
six months, nine months. And so I knew them and my mom worked at the company. I knew it was a good company. They had really good benefits and all of those things. And so I was like, yes, as soon as I called, I was immediately like, I need this job. I'm taking it. And so that was the end of that summer. So it was like about two months that I went without having a job. Um, and so got that job knowing I'm pregnant. No one at the company knew I was pregnant because I had left before I announced anything. Right. And so I was there for maybe a month before I was like, hey, new boss, I'm pregnant <laughs> and just having to go through that. And so within the first like three months as an actual employee at this company, I ended up taking two months off because I had my daughter. And so she was born that November. She was two weeks early, but on her own accord because she wanted to be there for Thanksgiving. <laughs> she did not want to miss it. I had a feeling too. I was like, I know that she's going to come before Thanksgiving. And I only wish that she comes early enough that I can be home for Thanksgiving dinner. I want my homemade mashed potatoes. That's all I wanted. Mm -hmm. And so she came early and we got it home on time for Thanksgiving. But yeah, she, we were just, we were so shocked to find out we were pregnant again with her and just that whole year of preparing for it. Um, there was a lot of joy in that, but there was also a lot of like, how are we going to make this work? Um, and so after she was born, a couple of months later, we ended up um, selling our house to my brother and we moved in with Josh's parents for a couple of months until we found our current house and we moved in. And so, but like, we just needed a bigger space because just, we could not physically fit four people and a dog in our old house. And so that was just, it forced us to move forward with some of our life plans that we had. We just hadn't been completely prepared to move forward on them. So, um, again, I'm really grateful for things and how things played out and it did work and out for the best in the end. But yeah. Yeah. She was a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Oh my gosh. She's been a surprise ever since. <laughs> kind of her personality. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> She's fun. I'd love for you to tell me about your birth story with her. I know you mentioned it kind of briefly, but I'd love for you to kind of tell us more yeah. about how her birth went. Yeah, um, she went a lot more smooth than my son did. Um, I remember it was again, I went to like a regular checkup appointment. Um, and I went and she's like checking things out. And she's like, oh, no, you're fine. You're not going to be having a baby for a while. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I was like, okay, cool. Um, I, but I like, I just had that feeling, you know, um, that she was, she was coming sooner rather than later. I wasn't going to be waiting much longer. I had gotten everything in order at work. I was like, I'm going to make sure because I, I just know. Mm -hmm. um, and so I went to the appointment. They're like, nope, everything's fine. You're looks like not dilated at all. Not having any um, what is it called? contractions. contractions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like nothing out of the norm. And so I went home and I had, um, I had a little bit of time that I was home by myself. Like Josh was taking up Levi from um, my aunt's house was babysitting him. And so I had a little bit of time between when I got home from the doctor's appointment and when Josh and Levi got home from their days. And so I, <laughs> I don't know what came over me. I wanted to dye my hair that day. <laughs> so I went in the bathroom and dyed my hair like a dark brown. And, uh, I'm like hunched over the, the tub, rinsing out the color and was like, Oh, it's fine. It's not a big deal. It's, it's all fine. Like had the windows open and everything, make sure I wasn't like causing any damage to myself or the baby, but I felt like I needed to do that. And so, um, your version of nesting. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm just uh, dyeing my hair, get everything done. Josh comes home, we feed Levi, get him settled down. And I went and tucked him into bed because we had transitioned him into a toddler bed fairly quickly because we needed the crib. Um, and so we got him in his bed. He had a really cool, uh, it had Snoopy and Peanuts themed. It was awesome. Um, I was a little bit jealous to be honest. Um, and so I laid him in his bed, got him all tucked in, rubbed his back until he fell asleep and just soothing him, getting him calmed down. Um, and finally he passes out. I'm just like, all right, my son is asleep. I love him so much and stand up. And I'm, I'm like immediately like, I need to go to the bathroom. And so I go to the bathroom and I'm like, I don't have to pee. This is not pee. This is my water is breaking. And so I'm standing in the shower. Josh had fallen asleep on the couch in the living room. I'm standing in the shower, like, like scream whispering. Cause I don't want to wake up Levi, but I need my husband to come help me. <laughs> Oh my I'm just like, oh my goodness. And so, yeah, my water broke right after I got my son to sleep. So I like try to get dressed and I'm like, what do I wear? Like, I don't know. I have not had this experience before. How do I get from where I'm currently at in the bathtub to the hospital without like leaking water across the state? <laughs> and so I finally get Josh to wake up. He immediately calls his mom. She comes over, gets Levi, takes him over. And I'm like, poor Levi, he just fell asleep. And now we're rushing him out the door. Oh, man. <laughs> so we get him to oh, like hand him over to my, my mother-in-law. She takes him home, takes care of him. My, I call my mom. She meets us at the hospital and just like, hey, things are happening. You know, they find us a room. I remember I ruined my vans. Oh, I was so sad about that because I didn't have any other shoes and I just, they were so, so gross. Anyway, <laughs> I was real upset about losing those vans. Anyway, so we get to the hospital, get to the room and things are moving a lot faster with her because it was natural. It was happening naturally as opposed to being induced for four days, three, two, three days, you know, and going home on the fourth, fifth day. Um, and so things are going pretty quickly. Um, but because of my previous experience with Levi giving birth, I didn't know what to expect and I'm still really stressed about the situation. So I ended up getting another epidural. That one ended up being really painful. <laughs> I had a like huge bruise all over my back after that one, but um, um, got an epidural. I'm just kind of sitting waiting and like, there was an emergency, I think. There was another woman that was having her baby and they had an emergency. And so like, there were no doctors available super quickly. Um, and I was like, mom, you need to get someone in here. And she's like, no, it's fine. I was like, no, you need to get someone in here now. <laughs> like she is coming. And my mom went and found a nurse and was like, pulled the nurse in really quick. They checked and they're like, oh, she's coming. I was like, I know she's coming. Get in here now. <laughs> um, so we ended up actually getting to the hospital. I believe like right around nine o'clock. She was born by nine o'clock in the morning. Oh man. And like, I'm like in the hospital, like someone needs to catch my baby cause she's coming. Like get a doctor in here. There was actually a doctor walking by that was like, she was done for the night. She was leaving. She was going home and we pulled her in really quick. It was like, can you please catch my baby? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, she came super quick and no, no complications or anything. I mean, they were a little bit worried because I had preeclampsia with Levi. Um, but I mean, I never had any of those symptoms or concerns with her. Um, but she came when she wanted and she was, she was two weeks early nice like I said she did not want to miss Thanksgiving <laughs> so yeah here for the party um, yeah absolutely she loves food still to this day so. <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah she she came she came fairly quickly and it was it was definitely a much smoother experience because it happened more naturally instead of trying to 
forced labor to happen. Mm, yeah. But, so then yeah. what was postpartum like with her having a pretty young toddler, but mm. also having a birth that went a little bit smoother? What was that experience like for you? Um, it was, I mean, I'm just trying to think it's been, it's been a while, but it, it was a lot more comforting. Like Levi wasn't old enough to be helpful. Um, but it was like, I've done this before. I know I can do it again. Like I I very recently did this before. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the big differences between Levi and Eleanor was Levi, I could not get him to latch at like he, and I, like we just had a really hard time breastfeeding. So he ended up tra transitioning to a bottle really quickly. I tried to pump for a while, but um, it was just, it was hard and trying to get time while I was working at a daycare to go pump. It was just, it was stressful and it caused more anxiety than good at that point. And so we ended up transitioning him to formula pretty quickly just because that's what we had to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. He did have, um, I think I was able to give him breast milk for, I believe it was like six or seven months. And that's maybe why we got pregnant at nine months. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so with Ellie, she actually, she latched pretty quickly. We didn't have, I mean, I, we had to use a shield for a little while at the beginning, but like once we figured it out, like she was a lot more effective when it came to breastfeeding. And so I was able to like do that with her and then for a lot longer period of time, um, I mean, I believe I stopped actually breastfeeding her probably at like seven, eight months because I had to work. I was working full time and I had to pump while I was at work and stuff. And so she kind of transitioned to a bottle as well pretty early because I had to work. Um, but she, I was able to breastfeed her when I was home and stuff. But um, it got to a point where, again, it was just it was becoming more stressful than productive to breastfeed um, and to pump while I was at work. And I wasn't getting as much at that point. And so just... I felt like there was a lot of stress there and there was a lot of um at that point I saw a lot of like judgment as to how you fed your baby I know there was a, a big pretty a pretty big movement at that time as well as like any fed baby is a good baby like it doesn't matter how you feed your baby just make sure they have the nutrients they need that's all that matters um but I still felt that pressure that if I didn't breastfeed or it wasn't able to feed her for long enough that I was somehow failing her um but I was able to breastfeed and then give her breast milk for, I think, up to almost a year. So it was like 11, 11 months, I think, before we stopped giving her breast milk. And so that was a lot more productive. It, like, it felt better because I could connect with her in a different way than I had with Levi. Um, he was old enough to kind of keep himself occupied when I was taking care of her, but not quite old enough, like I said, to help. <laughs> like, hey, grab me a bottle. Like, he, he can't do that. Um, but I mean, and then, like I said, just having the, the knowledge, the live proof that I was not failing because I had another one sitting in front of me. Um, but I mean, I, there were still those moments where I would sit in the room sobbing while my daughter was sobbing because I just, you know, just emotionally felt drained and that I couldn't support her because I was still dealing with that stuff too. Mm. Um, but I mean, I don't know that it was ever like super traumatic or like, I don't know that I ever felt like completely, I don't know, like terrible or like a failure at any point. Cause I mean, I, my husband was always there supporting me and encouraging me. Um, my parents were always there. My in-laws were always there. And like, we have, we have a really good family system support system in place. And 
at that point you had a daughter and so like we would get together and Levi and Georgia could play together and kind of have Ellie sitting with us and again those friendships and those those groups of women that you could just kind of be around and have kids of a similar age was really helpful for me um, because you could share those experiences and just like hey I'm going through this have you dealt with this before and just like encouraging one another to be like yeah you're doing it right it's fine don't worry about it um, was definitely powerful and um, I mean looking back now I think there's a lot of postpartum experience that kind of got missed with Levi because I got pregnant again so quickly that it kind of like accumulated when I was like dealing with it after mm -hmm. Ellie um, that it was just like a lot of that stuff where it's like okay I know he made it he's fine he's got it but like I still, now I have two of them that I got to take care of all the time and just kind of the stress of doing that um, yeah I mean it was there um, but it was never like drowning me and overwhelming to the point where I felt like I couldn't handle it on my yeah. own um, I didn't necessarily feel like I had to handle it on my own. I always had someone there at least mm -hmm. if I needed. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Oh, man, I remember that too. Like, Because Levi was nine months older than Georgia, and then mm -hmm. Georgia was nine months older than Ellie, and it was kind of fun to mm -hmm. have all those three together. And then when I had Addie, she was just like a year younger than Ellie. And so it was kind of yeah. fun to have all those kids together and play and all that it was really cool to connect with you for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Aww. I'd um, love for you to tell me a little bit about your journey toward pregnancy with this new little one that you have. And then any yes. thoughts as to, you know, what you can never really know what postpartum will feel like before you have your baby. But I guess like now that you have older ones, sort of what are your hopes? What have, what are your fears? How are you feeling about postpartum with this new little one? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, Josh and I did discuss this one before we got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> like we were on the same page for this one. It was just kind of one of those things where um, just kind of setting some goals, some dreams, some life dreams, what we wanted our future to look like. And, um, he had kind of mentioned, and I thought it was really amazing, um, that when he was younger, just kind of picturing his life in the future before he and I were dating, just what did his life look like? He kind of always pictured having three kids. Um, and at that point, it was like, I kind of, I kind of want one more, you know, and it was just one of those things. So we were talking about it and just um, kind of just thinking, dream thinking, dream building together. <laughs> um, and it was also right after my brother and his wife had their baby. So Owen was born. So cute. And just, he's such a big chunky baby. I love him to death, but it was just like, Oh God, baby fever. <laughs> um, and it's like, I told Corey, I was like, Corey, you're making me want to have another baby. And so, um, yeah. And Josh and I talked about it and it was something we discussed and we actually like prayed about it. And it was something we really considered, um, before moving forward with it, but it was like, I think Ellie would be an incredible big sister and just kind of going through that and discussing it. And, uh, so we're like, yeah, this January, we were just like, well, let's, let's try, you know, and we apparently have had no problems trying ever before in our life. So we ended up getting pregnant pretty quickly in January and, uh, found out in February. Um, we only just announced it to family this last weekend at Easter. That was really fun to tell everybody. My mom just kind of stared at me like, I don't understand what's happening. What do you mean you're having another baby? <laughs> and it's just like, you already have two. They're old enough. Like what? And I was like, no, nope, we're having another one. And so, um, that was really exciting and it was definitely a blessing. 
Um, we haven't found out the gender yet, and Ellie wants a little sister, and Levi wants a of little course. brother. But either way, it'll be a tiebreaker. Yep. Because <laughs> um, right now we have like two boys, two girls, and the boys are right-handed, the girls are left-handed. So it'll be fun to see how this one turns out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so. Yeah, we had just kind of talked about it and just what, what we wanted our future family to look like. And, and uh, so, yeah, we came to that agreement together, that decision together. He'll still tell me it was my idea, but I mean, we discussed it. It can't all be my fault. No. So then I'd love for you to tell me some hopes, fears, how you're feeling about postpartum this go around. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <sighs> I am really excited because like Levi at this point is old enough that he is actually super helpful around the house. I know that I can ask him, Hey, can you grab me some water in this water bottle? And he can help me do that. And so I'm really excited to know that as a big brother and Eleanor as a big sister, she, I mean, watching her with her cousin, baby Owen, she gets just so excited. She loves him to death. She wants to like sing to him and he, when he's in his car seat and like until he falls asleep. Aww. Like she just is obsessed. And so I'm like, I'm so excited to see her in the role of big sister and being able to like soothe and support her little sibling, whether it be a little brother, or little sister. So I'm excited for that. Um, and then also, like I said, with Levi, he's just, he's so compassionate and so helpful. And just like, he, he's aware of stuff that I'm like, I didn't know a six-year-old, almost six-year-old could be aware of those things, you know? Um, So I'm really excited just to see how my kids transition from being just the two of them that are super close and love each other to the point where I'm like, can you guys give each other some space, please? (laughs) But like, they are obsessed with each other. So to add another one into that group and just see how they love on and encourage and then like teach their younger sibling going forward. I'm really excited to see those kind of things happen, but um, I know that it's going to be different this go around um, because they're older. I, there, there will be the ability to kind of separate and be like, okay, you guys, I need you to go play and stay occupied. But I mean, I'm, I know there for me, there's a little bit of, of stress, a little bit of anxiety around like, where are we going to set up this new baby's space or their their crib that won't necessarily interfere with like their rooms or their like sleeping because I don't want to necessarily keep them especially Levi going he'll be in first grade when baby number three gets here and so like I don't want to cause any like stress for him going to school Mm. like losing sleep and feeling frustrated or whatever um, that potential transition looks like for him Um, still allowing him to be successful while having a a baby to take care of at the same time. And so um, I think that's where I currently am sitting where I'm like, I want to make sure that my, my children are still successful while still addressing a new baby, which I haven't done in four years. (laughs) So just kind of, and it's just kind of adjusting to that and making sure that like Ellie still feels supported and loved as a middle child. Um, and Levi still feels supported and loved and not expected to do too much as the older sibling, you know? Totally. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with all that said, I would really love to hear a little nugget of wisdom, any sort of advice for any new moms in the same postpartum experiences. What would you tell a new mom who is expecting a new baby or just got into postpartum? Right. 
Oh man, a new mom. I think one of the most important things that any new mom across the board, whether it be your first or your third, is learning to set really clear boundaries around your family and what your expectations are with your children. Um, because I mean, for our kids, we had to do that with each one of them, with my parents, with my husband's parents, with siblings, whatever else, just setting those really clear expectations and those really clear boundaries. Like I need you to do this. Or when you talk to my child, I need you to like, just be careful of what words are using or how you talk to them kind of a thing. And just um, being really clear up front. And that's something that Josh and I have worked really hard to do um, because it not only protects your children, but it also protects like the family unit and you feel um, family feels defined and secure when you have those boundaries around what your family expects out of each other. Um, so for me, that's, that's one of those really big things. Um, just setting clear, definable expectations and boundaries. And um, another <laughs> important thing that I've learned is just to have grace with yourself. Like, you're not going to be 100% all the time. That's why you have a spouse to help you out. That's why you have someone that you can reach out to, be it your mother or a friend. You have someone that you can reach out to and just be like, hey, I'm having a, a rough day. Are you sure I'm doing this right? And just to have someone there to kind of just lift you up or to balance out that 100% that value. Like, you don't always have to be 100%. You might have to be at 50% one day because you are sleep deprived and emotionally drained and you're at 50% and that is okay. It is the job of your spouse, of your significant other, of whoever is there helping you to rise up and fill that remaining part. They need to be a part of that. Um, and just having grace with yourself that you're not always going to be on your A game. It's going to, it's going to happen where you, you feel like you're failing and you're not. And that's just part of being a new mom. I have to remember these things. Yeah. It's a good thing <laughs> we're recording. A couple of months. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, what did I say to myself? What did I say? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, my but, gosh. Yeah. Just, yeah, boundaries and grace. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story with me. I always love talking absolutely. to you. Yes, absolutely. I always love talking to you, too. Um, and it's just, it's so nice to just catch up. And I'm so grateful that you have this podcast put out there just to, to really allow people to share their stories and to really talk with their loved ones about it. Cause like I said, because of your podcast, I was actually able to open up a door with my, my parents, my dad specifically that I didn't know needed to be open. And I was just able to talk with him and he's like, Hey, just so you know, I'm always here to support you. So going into this um, third pregnancy, going into the next postpartum experience, I know that I can actually count on my dad and reach out to my dad and be like, Hey, I'm struggling. And I know that I don't just have to rely on the women in my life, but I have my dad and I know that my father-in-law would be there to support me as well in whatever way he wants or can, um, <laughs> given those boundaries. <laughs> um, and then I have my husband and knowing that like men are, men are just as important through that process and you can really just communicate those needs with those men in your life and they'll, they'll be there to support you through that. So that's been really incredible. So much for saying that. That really, really warms my heart. Thank you. Welcome. Absolutely. And thank you, listener. If you enjoyed this story as much as I did, subscribe, give us a rating, and share with your friends. It really helps other folks find this podcast and feel seen and less alone.